Hello, and welcome to the mad world of mini-robots. The tiny robots will see you now. Hi, I'm your host, Maggie Mohan, and I am joined by an array of experts, including engineers Alyssa Nook and McLean Barry Quick, as well as an oncologist, Alana Ponte. How are you all doing? Thanks for joining me today. Great, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. For today's episode, we will be discussing the future of nanorobots in medical treatments, including cancer delivery systems. I'd first like to begin by discussing what nanorobots even are and what they are used for now. Would you like to elaborate, Alyssa? Sure. Nanorobots are very tiny robots that can be inserted into the body in hard-to-reach places for a variety of purposes. Their uses include the targeted delivery of medication and drugs, precise surgery, sensing biological targets, and detoxification. Wow. I didn't realize they how versatile they are. How tiny are these tiny bots exactly? Most nanorobots that are in use or are being tested are between 2 centimeters and 50 micrometers. 50 micrometers is less than the average diameter of a strand of human hair, so these nanorobots can be very, very tiny. This is why you can't fit gears or batteries on robots smaller than this. Modern technology does not allow for smaller batteries or motors. Many of the existing tiny robots employ a swimming strategy and are either chemically powered or externally powered by magnetic fields or other energies, including light, heat, or electricity. This helps engineers manufacture such a small robot. What hard to reach places do these robots have the ability to travel to? Well, it all depends on what the function of the specific nanorobot is. For example, some nanorobots, such as the Searable Surgeon, developed by Brad Nelson from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, can be used for retinal surgeries. Scientists have been able to use a magnetically guided microbot in the eye of a rabbit, using it to puncture a blood vessel with its needle-like tip. Other nanobots, such as the Plaque Buster, developed by Jong O Park from Chanam National University in South Korea, can be used to remove plaque in the arteries. So would it be safe to assume that this minimally invasive approach would be very useful in treating cancer patients, Alana? Most certainly. These nanorobots are already being used in biopsies and drug deliveries and have the potential to become a method for cancer treatment delivery as well. One type of mini-robot is star-shaped, allowing it to grasp tissue inside different parts of the body to collect tissue samples. Although only a third of these starfish-shaped robots are able to grasp tissue, the magnitude of these robots inserted into the body is enough to be able to retrieve tissue and detect cancer in the colon. From my research, it appears as though these robots are comprised of materials that don't break down naturally in the body. What do you think the solution to this is? Scientists are currently working towards a biodegradable version of these nanorobots, which could be degraded by the body with no side effects. The only adversity when attempting to achieve this is making the robot as small as it needs to be while comprised of these biodegradable materials. How would the nanorobot deliver the medicine? Does it have to be enclosed in some type of capsule? A multi-legged mini-robot has actually been created specifically for drug delivery. 
The soft robot has a set of tiny caterpillar-like legs that can carry heavy loads while reducing friction, allowing for easier movement. In trials, the robot could carry weight 100 times heavier than itself. These nanorobots seem innovative and promising, but what is their use specifically for treating cancer? Nanorobots have immense potential for future medical treatments, including cancer drug delivery systems. According to the National Cancer Institute, the most common cancer treatment delivery system is chemotherapy, which utilizes drugs to kill cancer cells. These drugs can be delivered orally in pills, capsules, or liquids that you swallow, but they are most often delivered through a catheter placed directly into a vein. Although this method is successful, the repeated use of these ports for the catheters can cause extreme pain and discomfort for the patient. I can only imagine what it must feel like to have to go through something this painful every um, time medication must be delivered. What is the nanobot alternative to orally and intravenously delivered drugs? Scientists have recently tested a type of nanorobot in mice that have been reported to shrink tumors by blocking their blood supply. The robots only targeted the tumors and didn't cause clotting anywhere else in the body. Don't current chemotherapy methods kill healthy cells as well? Precisely. The issue with today's cancer drugs is that they circulate the body and therefore kill healthy cells along with cancerous ones. Even antibody-equipped drugs don't always hit their target. Today's manufacturing cannot make a motor and power source small enough to fit in capillaries. Because of this, we as biomedical engineers have turned to already existing biotic swimming mechanisms, specifically the MC1 bacteria. The MC1 bacteria is a swimming bacteria. It has a spherical body that is only 2 micrometers across. It is also a magnetotactic bacteria, which means it is magnetic and aligns itself with Earth's magnetic field. Wow, really? Living organisms can be magnetic? Yeah, there are many bacteria that fall under the magnetotactic designation. MC1 is just the one that fits our purposes. This species is very promising for specific types of cancer treatment. I've seen this species experimentally used for colon cancer. Colon cancer is especially susceptible to this treatment because the MC1 can be injected through the rectum close to the colon, and so they are less likely to be swept away in a large blood vessel. They are also less likely to run out of time because they can only survive 40 minutes in the hot human bloodstream. I think they are doing monkey testing on this particular usage soon to clear it out for human trials. Yeah, I have also heard about that project. The way the bacteria is guided is very innovative. A weak magnetic field, just stronger than Earth's, is generated and pointed towards the target. This magnetic field directs the magnetosomes within the bacteria. However, unlike previous tiny robots, it does not propel the organism. Because it is a living organism, it does that itself. Wow, that is a very cool innovation and improvement on the microcarrier technology, integrating biotic and mechanical components. Awesome! I think these biotic versions of microcarriers may be the answer to targeted cancer medicine delivery. That is the hope. However, it does still have its problems. It is hard to make sure the bacteria make it to the right place. As Dr. Ponte, I think, mentioned earlier, so depending on the outcome of the monkey trials, there is another thought as to the next generation of these biotic bots. The idea is to combine the best of the microcarrier and biotic system by loading fat-like bubbles, vesicles, micelles, with magnetic nanoparticles and drug-packing bacteria. This can be navigated by MRI through large blood vessels until in narrower blood vessels, where bubbles would burst and dispatch bacteria, which would then be guided by custom coils. 
That is crazy cool. I think that these robots could have many amazing clinical applications. Thank you for joining us today to explain this mad world of tiny robots. It's fascinating how innovative these robots are and the significant implications of their development. As always, I'm your host, Megan Mohan, with the latest and greatest on nanorobots. Thank you to all of our guests, Alyssa Nook, McLean Barry Quick, and Alana Ponte. Thank you also to our sponsor, Bell Labs.